Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. After years of praying, my wife and I had our very first child in 2017, a beautiful baby girl that we named Elia. And now we have two other children, Edith and Ephraim. And as I'm sure all of the families out there would testify, children completely change your life in almost every aspect and in every way. Um, And our lives have been so much more um, better and fuller since God has given us and gifted us our children. And we're so grateful for them. I'm convinced that there's some things about the Lord that we just fully cannot understand until we become a father or a mother. At least I feel like that was the case in my life. When I had children, I learned so much more about the love that God has for us, how much He cares, how much He protects us, how much He overshadows us in so many different ways. And I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had because we have had children. And there's a couple of things that I've thought about, about my experiences with Elia, as uh, she's gotten old enough now to travel with me to different places and uh, cities and states that I get to go to and minister and speak to and meet new people. She gets to go with me sometimes, and she has taught me some things that I want to share with you today that I hope will be a blessing to you and will encourage you in your walk with the Lord. Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to Discipleship Now. I'm so grateful that you are a part of this episode and all of the episodes that are available. In this particular uh, episode, in this particular um, podcast, we talk about life and family and ministry, and I want us to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture found in the book of Proverbs, one that I'm sure that you you uh, you most likely can quote because it is such a a valuable and powerful passage of Scripture. For me, I think it's a life verse for me, and I'm sure that for you it probably is as well. At least it means a great deal to you, I'm sure. But it's found in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And the Scripture says, To trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. You know, one of the things that Elliot has taught me is, is whenever, every time that we travel, of course, I tell her, I say, now, Elliot, I want you to stay next to me. I want you to hold my hand. I want you to make sure. And, and if for some reason I, I, I can't hold your hand, you grab my pocket and you hold on to my pants pocket. Um, and obviously, you know, when you go into an airport or a new city or a, a new place, there's all kinds of people you don't know. And you, there's a lot of moving parts and moving people and things going on around you. And so, you know, as a father, as a mother, you want your children to be safe, so you tell them to hold your hand or, or hold on to your uh, pants pocket or your backpack or whatever it might be. And, and so so I tell her to do that. And now it has just become really an, an instinctive thing for her 
not just that I've told her, but she wants to be right with me or with her mother when we're traveling or, or really any time. She's very she's a very loving child, anyways. But she has she when she finds herself where she's maybe nervous or scared, her very first instinct is to go to mom or dad because she knows that mom or dad's going to protect her, going to take care of her, and going to going to help her or fix whatever situation that she might be in. And that reminds me of an incredible place in Scripture when David said in Psalms chapter 20, verse 7, he said, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of our God. I think about that in the context of Elia because I think so often my first instinct oftentimes has not been to run to my Father, our Lord, in times of distress or or worry or fear or whatever it might be. I, I may think about, well, how can I fix this situation? How can I remedy this situation um, so that it'll just be better for everyone instead of instead of relying on my own strength and my own wisdom and knowledge, which is very limited, I should, my very first thing should be to run to the Lord and say, God, please help me in this situation. And Solomon, who writes these verses of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, I think he lived a life that proved how powerful running to the Lord can be. Of course, Solomon's life is full of mistakes and troubles just like anybody else's. However, Solomon knew he, he had the great example of his father, and he had examples in his own life that he knew that he could trust the Lord at all times. So I want to break down just the, the first couple of words there in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, those words that says, trust in the Lord. So Solomon first kind of reminds us or points out to us that we should trust. You know, to trust, it really means to have some sort of firm belief in the reliability or truth, ability or strength of someone or something. So you you have a firm belief that this person or this thing is not going to let you down. This person or this thing is going to help you and, 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 and do something for you. So to trust is really an action. You decide to trust someone or you decide to not trust someone. Uh, perhaps maybe they've shown themselves not trustworthy, so you decide not to trust them. And living for Christ and being a Christian, it has to be, it must be action-oriented. There's no other way to live for Christ than to be a person that's actively pursuing the, the call that God has on our lives and then walking out the faith, walking out our beliefs and what God has called us to do. So to be a Christian, to be a person who follows Christ, you have to be a person of action. And trusting is an action. To trust is an action. You decide that you are going to trust the Lord. In Matthew chapter 4, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, something that I've referenced a lot uh, on this podcast and actually wrote a book from Matthew chapter 4, but Matthew 4, 19, where Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, when he was speaking to Andrew and Peter, this is an incredible place because they decided in that moment, although they didn't know a whole lot of things about Jesus, they didn't know what their lives were going to be and all this type of things, they decided in this moment that his word was enough and they were going to trust him. So the next scripture in verse number 20 of Matthew 4 says, immediately they left their nets and they followed him. This quick reaction to Jesus' call shows 
that there was something incredibly different about the call that Jesus gave to those young men. There was something down deep inside of them that changed or that felt something or or connected with Jesus when he spoke. And I, again, write about this and follow him. If you've never read that book, you can go to the website, MatthewRyanTurner.com, and purchase a copy of it. But it, it was an immediate reaction when they heard the voice of the Lord. They decided that they could trust the Lord. And following Christ today, 2,000 years later, is really no different. You know, we have homes and jobs and cars and things that we rely on in our lives. But the truth of the matter is, all of those things can just be gone in an instant. Read the book of Job. It, things can happen. It, they could be gone in an instant. So we cannot put our faith in things that are so temporal, things that could so easily go away or, or something happen and, and they be gone. Why would we put our faith and our trust in something that could be so easily lost? Why not put it in the one who created the universe and the one who we know can take care of us and will take care of us? Take care of us. And there's so many examples, not only in Scripture, but in my life and in your own life that you can point to and say, look, if it had not been for the Lord in this particular situation, I sure, certainly would have lost it all. But thanks be to God, I'm still here today. So when we, when our trust is in the Lord, he can help us and bless us. But when our trust is not in the Lord, something else can happen. The enemy can make the problems and the issues that we're facing seem overwhelming. Because when we face some problems, it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. It can't solve every problem. Or it doesn't matter what kind of possessions you have or relationships you have. Some problems cannot be solved by your wealth, possessions, or relationships. Some problems just simply have to be dealt with with faith and prayer and trust in the Lord. And so I want to encourage you today, maybe you're facing a situation or a problem or an issue in your life. This is a reminder to you that today you need and I need to make a declaration. We need to take action and say, God, I am going to trust you. When David fought Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, he said this to Goliath in 1 Samuel 17, verse 37. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine, of this Philistine. So, so basically what David was saying is, God has done so many things for me in the past, I know that today he's going to deliver me from the hand of this Philistine, from Goliath. And so he shouted from with all that was within him, from all of the, the, the strength that he could muster in this moment, I trust God. I trust God. And maybe you just need to say that right where you are, in your car, in your home. Maybe you need to let somebody know or just let the devil know today that you trust the Lord. I'm going to trust God. And then Solomon goes on and not only does he call our, our attention to the word trust, but then he says, trust in, trust in. I think there's a, a distinction that Solomon is trying to make. He doesn't just say, trust the Lord, which that would have been fine, but I think it's interesting that he says, trust in the Lord. What could Solomon possibly mean by pointing out to us and trying to encourage us to trust in the Lord? You have to remember that in Solomon's day, while, uh, while people lived for the Lord in their individual lives, serving God was not really based on a personal relationship that we know today. In the Old Testament, the presence of the Lord was shrouded by, 
by a, a thick veil or a curtain and uh, in the temple. And so his presence, God's presence, was hid from man because of the sin of man. And only one man, once a year, after a many different rituals and, and things that he had to do, only then could he enter into the place where God's presence was in order to do the things that he needed to do. So, so God did not live inside of man as he does today. But thankfully, because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, and he sprinkled his blood on the mercy seat for, uh, for once and for all, Hebrew tells us, so that now that we can have a relationship with him and we can trust in him. So Solomon says, basically, we, not, we may not be able to see God with our own eyes. We may not be able to feel God uh, in certain circumstances and situations, but we can always trust in the Lord. What did it mean for Solomon? I believe what Solomon was pointing out is that we can trust in the character of God. How have we seen God work? How do we know that God has worked in the past? We may not can see him with our eyes. In Solomon's case, he may not have been able to feel him as you and I get to feel him today. But Solomon says we can still trust in God because we know how he has worked in the past. Again, you remember Solomon's father, David, who said this in Psalms chapter 37, verse 25. He said, I've been young and now I'm old and I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. David points out he's lived a long life. He's seen the character of God over and over and over and God has not forsaken him. God has helped him and taken care of him. And really, the character of God really plays out in dramatic fashion in an Old Testament story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. you got to go read it and read some of the chapters around chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles because it is a fabulous, amazing story that just blows my mind every time that I read it. But the Bible says that the kingdoms of three, or, or three armies of three kingdoms joined together and they came against Judah and King Jehoshaphat. And the Bible says that Jehoshaphat, when he found out, he feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And that's 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3. Jehoshaphat was just like you and I, flesh and blood, and he knew well his army's strengths and weaknesses. He knew well how many people he had in his army, and he knew that these three armies are coming and they are absolutely going to destroy us unless God does something amazing. So King Jehoshaphat, he goes to the temple. He stands at the, the, the temple steps and he gathers all the people of the city around and he begins to cry out to the Lord. And you, you've got to read what he prays. It's a beautiful, amazing prayer. But at the end of his prayer, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, he says this, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that's coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Have you ever felt like Jehoshaphat before? Or you said, God, I, I literally don't know what to do in this situation. I have no clue what the answer is or how to proceed from here. That's what Jehoshaphat was saying. He was saying, God, I have no idea. But he ends his prayer by saying, but our eyes are on you. It was almost as if Jehoshaphat was saying, God, I know that there's nothing that I can do to fix this situation. So God, I am waiting on you. And more importantly, God, I'm expecting something to happen. And indeed it did. 
the Bible says that the Lord moved upon the prophet Jehaziel, and the prophet comes and to speak to Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah. And this is what he said uh, in verses 17 through 18 of 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, Jehaziel said this, You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Man, that's encouraging right there. We don't need to fear. We don't need to be tore up about this situation. Salvation is coming. We don't need to be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. So this is what, what Jehoshaphat does. He gathers his people together, but instead of putting swords and spears in his people's hands, he puts instruments and tells them to start singing and praising the Lord as they gather together to meet this army that was coming against them. And the Bible says, you, you got to read it. It, it. The Bible says that the Lord set ambushes, holy ambushes against the, the, the enemy that came against them. And they started fighting each other. The Lord confused them to the point where they started fighting each other. It's an incredible, incredible place in Scripture. And so we find out that because Jehoshaphat, the children of Israel, they trusted in God, that God came through. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are today, that God's going to come through for you. Now, it may not mean that God is going to cause everything to work out just as you think it should. As a matter of fact, I, I believe that it, more than likely it won't work out just the way that you think because Scripture declares that His thoughts and His ways are higher and they're not our ways. He knows what's best and we don't. Sometimes God's ways is to not deliver us straight out of a situation but to walk with us through a situation. But in any case, you can trust in the character of God. He's a good father. And our father doesn't sit up there and sits and sits with his arms crossed and says, now, y'all just go figure it out, and I'll just, uh, I'll just step in whenever I might, might be needed or step in when I feel like it. No, our father is involved in our lives much more than we ever could imagine or really even see. God loves us, and so we can trust in his character because if you will stop and think over your life what God has done, I bet you will find yourself encouraged about the situation you may be facing right now because what God has done in the past has proven that you can trust Him today and trust Him tomorrow. And the last thing that Solomon says, trust in the Lord. The Lord. The definition of the Lord or a Lord is someone or something having power, authority, or influence over someone or something. Now, isn't this amazing? And so I want to ask you a question as I come to an end in this podcast today. Who are you ruled by? Or even what are you ruled by? A lot of people perhaps have given their heart to the Lord and maybe asked for forgiveness from Jesus and, and have been granted that forgiveness, but yet have not made God their Lord, the one that they trust in, the one that they run to, the one that they that they call upon when they need something from Him. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, that too often our first, act, our first action in good times or in bad is to lean on our own selfish ways and our own thinking and, and, and uh, possessions and wealth or whatever it may be. 
But God wants us to rely on Him. He's the one that created us, and He knows all things. We can trust His character, and He truly is Lord over this entire world. And He wants to be Lord of your life. Not so that He can just dictate you or to manipulate you. No, that's not the kind of God that we serve. So that He can lead us, so that He can help us, so that He can bless us. He wants to be Lord. And I don't know who you are that may be listening to this podcast today, but maybe you're here listening for a moment and, and you'd say, I, I don't, I've never given my heart to Jesus. I, I don't know Him as Lord. Can I just encourage you that the Bible says that today is the day of salvation, and it's not difficult to give your heart to the Lord. The Bible even says that if we will just confess with our mouth, believe in our heart, that He will forgive us of our sin and all unrighteousness. It's so simple. Jesus made it so simple for you to know Him and to be in relationship with Him so that He can be Lord of your life. And if you're listening and you've heard all of these things, these wonderful things of what God can do, and you want that in your life, I just want to invite you to pray with me in this moment. You simply say, God, I love you so much, and I'm grateful for what I have heard today. Lord, I know that I have made mistakes in my life. I know that I have sinned, and I realize that today. And I ask you, God, that you would forgive me. I know that you died on the cross, and you rose again. And I pray, Lord, that you would make me whole again by washing all of my sin away. Today, I affirm and make you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, beloved, if you prayed that prayer according to Scripture, you are now in relationship with the Lord. And if you prayed that prayer, I would love for you to reach out to me. Please go to our website, MatthewRyanTurner.com. Go to the contact form. Reach out to me. Let me know that you made this decision with Christ today. Or if there's anything that I can help you pray about, anyone out there, reach out to me. I'd love to pray over and for you in any situation that you may be facing. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.